Kit McCarty here, welcoming you to Now I See, a podcast where people of vision share their eye-opening experiences that helped them shift focus, gain perspective, and see themselves and their world in a whole new way. We invite you to pull up a chair to the conversational table, pour yourself a drink, and enjoy our show. We're hoping our time together will encourage, elevate, and engage you toward your own eye-opening moments. Today's guest is Kathleen Irish. Welcome, Kathleen. Thank you. Uh, We are so glad that you are with us today. Kathleen has always loved little people and great big stories. Known to generations as Grandma Kitty, she used to host tea parties for little girls where they would dress up and share stories over cups of Grandma Kitty's giggle tea. As a preschool teacher, Kathleen loved to dress the children up in costumes and let them act the stories they were reading. As an actress herself, she loved putting on costumes and acting out other people's stories. And now, Kathleen has written her own children's book, The Story of Sir Thomas of Dale, which is made up of her clever rhyming verses and charming illustrations. Kathleen, I see you as a sweet, sentimental, generous, and playful woman. You have a wonderful way of finding delight in all kinds of people and situations. How do you see yourself? Oh, goodness. I feel my, feel like I'm an old lady, for one thing, and... Uh... I, I love to be with the children because then I become a child, and I my I have lots of friends among them because I can share their imagination, and I could share lots and lots of stories about our our adventures at, at preschool and so forth. But I I guess I just never grew up kind of a female Peter Pan. <laughs> Well, one of the things that I love and admire about you is your ability to be playful and to find joy in lots of circumstances. Where do you think that was formed? I think I had to make my own joy. Uh, I'm an army brat, and I was alone a lot, and I moved a lot, so I kind of had to make up my own stories and live in my own sometimes crazy world. I'm sure that was challenging to move from place to place and maybe never feel like you belonged. You also have a wonderful way of making others feel like they belong, and I like that about you too. Well, I have to make instant friends because I moved 27 times. In my, wow. Yeah, I went to four different high schools in two different countries. So I have no childhood friends. None that I can say, well, when we were children, we were friends. I have a 20-year-old friend, you know, or 20-year generation friend. Anyway. Well, as I look around you, I see that you have lots of books. So you are a reader as well as a writer. Well, I taught my children, my own two, when they were young, books are your friends. Of course, sometimes that resulted in a friend getting hit over the head with a book. Oh! But... (laughs) But still, uh, I read uh, about 100 fictional books a year, and that doesn't count my nonfiction and my Bible reading and so forth. But yeah, yeah, I read. My husband has a theory that you can be from different planets almost in, in a marriage, but if you're not both readers, you will never understand if somebody brings a book to the dinner table. (laughs) That's probably true. And I think that books do uh, bring us together, especially if two people can read the same book and discuss them. It's always interesting as they bring their own perspectives and viewpoints to a story, just how much richer and deeper that story becomes for us to be able to see that from multiple points of view. Well, you've done something remarkable here. You have written a book, Sir Thomas of Dale. Tell us why you wrote that book. 
Well, the book was written 20 years ago because I, we had a grandson that was in a boy's home. And he remarked to me one time, Grandma, uh, nothing ever works out for me. I, I don't get to keep anything. And I love poetry. And so I just kind of, it just fell in. I, I the, My book says that I credit it to the Holy Spirit, but I just wanted something for him alone. And of course, we were trying to lead him into the to faith and he was a little rambunctious so it was not always easy but uh he he loves he's now 33 and he just loves the idea that he is sir thomas of dale so his name is dale thomas he wouldn't mind my saying that so it just led to to that my imagination just turned it into that. So, and then later, I uh, just recently, I discovered watercolors, and I did the illustrations. And I don't even know why, but I did the illustrations with watercolors. So, and they're fun and playful too. Yes. They're not overly wrought, and they're simple. And it's a simple story, so they're just perfect for the the book. Tell us a little bit about this story. Well, there's a friendly dinosaur right off the bat here. <laughs> he, at least his he looks friendly, and uh, it's Dale. Kind of falls into a dream world, and he figures later that it probably was a dream. But he meets an exciting little leprechaun figure and who leads him to some magic, a magic sword, which I think boys will enjoy. Um, one of the lines in the book said, I'd like to throw people into a well. And one of my friends said, oh, we have a little bit of um, drama right away. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, every good book has a problem to be solved. So good that you introduced it right away. Yeah. So you said that you wrote this book a long time ago. Why did you wait? Till now, for Dale, I just wanted something to, to encourage him. I never intended for it to be published. It was just, just for Dale, and and uh, it just kind of wrote itself. I think. I think that's interesting. And I was going to ask you why you wrote it in poetry. Poetry seems kind of hard. It's a less common today than it used to be when you and I were growing up. So I think it's kind of fun to uh, read poetry in a children's book. I love phrases that rhyme. They do stick in your head better than regular prose. Well, I think my muse was two things. One was the night before Christmas, because it's all written in poetry. And everybody has it memorized. Right, right. <laughs> and I was a fan of Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Oh. And uh, in fact, I believe that she stole her best line from the Bible, from from Romans, um, I believe it's 839, because the depth and breadth mm -hmm. and height in her beautiful poem, How Do I Love Thee? Mm -hmm. And when I was uh, 18, I had a, my senior class trip went to England because I was living in Germany, and I got to see the church that Elizabeth Barrett married Robert Browning and that was better than the castle I didn't care about the castle I just loved the idea that I got to see the church where they were married and anyway that was that's part of it I love poetry I've written lots of poems and even uh, submitted them but poetry's kind of as you say poetry's kind of gone gone the by words oh. are so important I agree. And it's, uh, modern poetry doesn't rhyme and doesn't have the meter we grew up with. Oh. So yours is beautiful. And anyone who enjoys poetry will certainly enjoy yours.
So you're also an artist. I am looking around your home right now, and I'm seeing beautiful paintings and artwork that you've done. Have you always been artistically inclined, or is that something you learned along the way? Absolutely. I, I think uh, uh, always. Um, I had a grandfather with that was a little difficult, a little hard on us. And when my sister was born, we were my brother and I were stuck at his house, and he wanted quiet and you know really good children. And I remember drawing a rose. And he said, well, Kitty, that's really good. And I thought, wow, I impressed my grandfather. <laughs> and so that was, that was the first thing I remember drawing. And then I had a boyfriend when I lived in Germany that was a, really a very good artist. He, he was offered a job in uh, advertising because of his art. And I got bored when he was drawing, so I, he would say, here, you know, do something. And so I started doing a little bit of painting, but mostly it had been oils until I discovered that watercolor went faster. Yeah, it is fast. So, it, <laughs> so that's, that's how I, I guess, yeah, I've always, I've always painted. And I actually have sold a couple of paintings almost by accident because I never thought they were good enough for anybody to spend any money. And uh, so somebody just said, how much do you want for that? And I said, well, uh, I don't know. And so they, <laughs> they gave me some money and ran off with a painting. So uh, that was cool. So. That is fun. It's always fun as an artist when someone else admires right, your work and appreciates right. it. And I had cancer uh, in 2013. And my um, my way to get through the decisions that had to be made, uh, my friend took me to uh, Port Aransas. And I got up every morning before the sun came up and and painted with the watercolors, uh, painted seascapes, and that was my that was kind of my therapy. So, and those are some of my favorite paintings of you, yours. They're so serene and beautiful. I can see myself walking on the beach there and listening to the waves and picking up stones. So I'm glad that you were able to capture those moments and to find some beauty in what was a really ugly time yeah. in your life. Yep, yeah. it was, it was fun. <laughs> Um, so, um, tell us about the publishing process. This is new for you. This is your first book that you've published? It's a, yes, absolutely. And I think I did it all wrong because I think you're supposed to get rejection slips be, <laughs> before you're accepted. And they were, I, I cannot say enough about the publisher. Uh, I think that we, we spent about a third of the time they thought it would take for editing you know, because we just seem to have this like minds. It mm -hmm. was it was just mm -hmm. great. I mm -hmm. I can't say enough about the experience. So good. Well, you ex you uh, submitted some clean work. I had a copy to see uh, before you sent it in, and I thought, well, this is easy. This is ready to go. And so I am glad that that worked uh, well for you. And the book is adorable. The, the cover is cute. It's a lovely size. It fits nicely in your hands. Yeah. Um, I can see that children would really enjoy this. I love the size. They just, like I say, they, they read my mind and added better things to it. So it was, it was just a great experience. And I know that's not the usual. So, <laughs> Well, I do love the team at Warner House. Yes, uh, Warner. We have been friends for quite a while. And so I'm so glad they were able to help you too. So one of the things that they did was they used old world print. Yes. Old world story. Of, Wasn't of, that a great idea? <laughs> oh. Of castles and dragons and, 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 you know, brave men with swords. Yes. And so I thought that was lovely. And so were there any surprises in the process to you? Well, 
I, I'm trying to think. <laughs> it was just so easy. It just, it was almost like it was surreal. And, and it was just, just a really wonderful experience. And I was not expecting to have such fun doing it. One of the kinks that we had is uh, they wanted me to um, make real clear copies of my watercolors. And I just couldn't find a, uh, we tried, but we couldn't get some copies. I sent them the original. And it was like sending my child off to college to send my work, knowing that who knows what would happen in, in the process of mail. Right, right. And so I said, please send, let me know as soon as you get them. And they sent them back just as fast. So that, that was really, that was really neat. They made it both ways without any damage. So, Oh, that's so fun. So how can people get a, co- a copy of your book? Well, this is something as a, very new to me, but they can, Warner Publishing has the best price. Can I say that? Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, it's also going to be on Amazon and Apparently, Barnes and Noble. Which Very is, nice. Yes, which I'm thinking they don't even know me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're gonna. Oh, good. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, listeners, we will make those links available for you in our show notes today, um, and you'll be able to see that on our website as well. We'd love to be able to get a copy of Kathleen Irish's book in your hand. I think that you and your kids and grandkids will certainly enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed this Thanksgiving edition of Now I See. While not specifically about Thanksgiving, Kathleen Irish has found a way to be joyful and grateful in each season of life, even when things were hard. A poem she wrote years ago to bring hope and encouragement to a sad and lonely boy is now meant to bring courage and wonder to boys and girls in a new generation. In honor of Old World pilgrims and New World indigenous peoples who on that very first Thanksgiving day gathered to celebrate the abundant harvest of food, family, friendship, and cooperation, may we continue to learn from those who are different from us, work together to ensure our survival, persevere in the face of hardship, enjoy the fruits of our labors and the bounty of our great land. Most importantly, Let us take this day to recall and reflect, to give thanks for the many gifts God has given us. Perhaps you are looking for a way to express your gratitude for the good things in your life. There's little more than one week left to give to those foster kids who will be spending Christmas at the Children's Home in Texas this year. Visit our site, nis.media, and click the gift boxes for the link that will take you directly to the donation site. We, and they, would be grateful for whatever you can give. We would also be thankful for a good rating and review of this podcast, for the opportunity to send you our weekly newsletter, and for the ability to connect with you on Facebook and Twitter. May this Thanksgiving Day be especially joyful and the perfect start to a warm and wonderful Christmas season. Can you think of someone who would enjoy our show today? If so, please share it with them. You can help others find us too by liking, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Visit today's show notes for show highlights, links to recommended resources, including our own, nis.media. I'd love to hear what you have to say, so drop me a line at Kit McCarty, NIS, on Facebook or at kit at nis.media. And if you'd like to hear more from me, sign up for my periodic newsletter when you're on my site. Special thanks to the production team at Headset Radio and to my friend Becky Salazar for the bumper music. 
I'm your host, Kit McCarty. See you again soon.